What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Hello, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Every intro that we do is uh, about an uncomfortable situation, but let's talk a little bit about how to handle an, an uncomfortable situation, like practically. Okay. When you're in an uncomfortable or awkward situation, these are some do's and don'ts. Do pause and think before reacting. Maybe you said something stupid that you realize you said something stupid. Don't just ignore it. Do smile and maybe make a joke if it's appropriate. Don't get judgmental. Do remember that people might not even notice and you might be reflecting too much. Don't just try to fill the silence with meaningless stuff. Because we do uncomfortable intros every time, I thought maybe we'd get, get like that. some uh, pointers on how to handle an, an uncomfortable situation. Sean, will you open something for Sure. we get started. Dear God, just uh, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for all that you do, Lord. Um, just thank you for our families, Lord. Thank you for their health. And uh, anybody out there, God, who's struggling, who's struggling with their health, who's struggling maybe with their finances, uh, maybe in their marriages, Lord, we just want to pray for them. We want to lift them up to you, Lord, and, and um, just give those um, those relationships and those instances uh, to, to you of uh, sickness or whatever's going on with them, Lord, we want to lift them up. God, just help us to reach our audience and um, just uh, for your word and for your glory, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I watched the interview recently, and I hesitate to even talk about it on air because the interview, there's tons of uh, foul language in this in this interview. But I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you in just fair warning, um, there is a lot of language in it, and it's it's, but it's it's really captivating, and it really, if you watch it from with the lens of, you know, the Holy Spirit, like we talked about in one of the last episodes, then I think you can put it into perspective. But super captivating. It's a, a show on YouTube called Real Ones with John Bernthal. John Bernthal is an actor, and he had uh, a kid named or a guy named Shia LaBeouf on there, and uh, Shia LaBeouf is a is an actor as well, a real famous actor that recently in the past couple of years has gone through a major amount of controversy in his life. He's <clears> made some, and he admits on the show, he's made some terrible decisions. And he, it seems like he's on a path, he's on a big path of reflection. And to some degree, I, it, it feels like he found the Lord and like, and that's the path that he's walking down. Uh, kind of like we yeah. were talking about with Justin Bieber earlier. Have, yeah, have you seen... Um where he, he's saying that like he's converted. Have you what what exactly was the interview that you watched? The one with John Bernthal um, was basically he was kind of walking through the last couple of years of his life and okay. what what impact and and what has helped him change and all that stuff. There's one part of the interview that really stuck out to me. So he he's going through these super hard times. He's done some terrible things as a human being. Um, finally realizes in it and starts taking steps and actions to get some help. Goes up to this facility, I think he said in Montana, when he, he said, when I got there, first thing they did was take my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, and his words were, I'm, I'm glad they did that. I don't think I would have been able to turn the corner if they didn't. He said, I didn't know how to cultivate silence in my life. He said, it was just an endless scroll of self-fulfilling bullcrap 
on and on and on and on mm-hmm. until they took that. I couldn't cultivate silence. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just, I mean, it's just profound is just cultivating silence in your life. Uh, I was talking to my daughter this morning about it. She got up at 5.15 to get ready for football practice, and nobody else was up until 6, which I was up I was up around 5.45 or 6. So I said, isn't it nice just to, like, wake up in a quiet house? Nobody else is awake. Nobody else needs you. There's no checklist besides what you got to do for the day. She said, yeah, it's it's awesome. And God desires that for us. And with us, Matthew 6, 6 says, But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. So I'm going to talk about just silence. Getting quiet with God and what impact has that had on y'all's lives. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm I am that guy who has always been drawn to be up before everybody else for whatever reason. I think I can probably articulate it better now than I could have three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. I'm a very task oriented person who likes to check things off, and I think when I prioritize and uh, relish in the opportunity to be still that's when I have the most uh, in-depth, pure, genuine connection with my father. And I can really, really be in his presence. So for me, it I will not do well if I don't make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Other things go into that, but for the most part, being still is vital. Sure. And the more crazy things are around me, I need a multiplier of that stillness to occur. I think there's a lot to say about first thing in the morning. Yeah. You know, um, for me, whenever I wake up, I always wake up before everybody else in my house. And um, and the the closest that I feel to the Lord all day is, is in that very moment, just as soon as I wake up. And, uh, you know, I'm automatically thanking him for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for... M- another day for my family, another day for my, my children and their health. And, you know, and I'm going through and I kind of have a checklist of things that I want to thank God for every day and, um, and just show my gratitude to him and in the uh, place that he's allowed me to be in my life. And, um, it's, um, it's absolutely whenever I have the most silence during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, so I like that Brandon about, uh, for, about, you know, first thing in the morning, um, a lot of people can say, make the argument that they don't, they never have a quiet time or, mm-hmm. and it's only because they're not being a little more disciplined and either teaching themselves to wake up or, uh, setting their alarm a little bit earlier, uh, or whatnot. <clears throat> it's interesting that I, I saw that same interview. Um, and, uh, Shy, I believe his, uh, girlfriend's name is Mia. Yeah. Um, and, uh, wife. That's, that's wife. his wife? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was talking about in that same interview, um, he was talking about <clears throat> how there was a lot of crazy, like, wild situations of why people were in that rehab facility that he was at up in Montana. Yeah. And um, he was like, man, I was here with 
uh, and, and don't quote me verbatim, but it was like child rapist, and I was here with all these crazy people who've done horrible things in their life. And, uh, and, and, and these people had like their family members I showing up for them. Yeah. And, uh, in, in, in that moment, he was like, my family members weren't showing up for me. Nobody they, was there. Nobody was there. And then, um, and then all of a sudden he just, he just kind of breaks down and, and, and he's doing everything he can not to just bust out crying in this interview. And he said, and then Mia, Mia showed up and she was there and he was just overwhelmed he was totally mm-hmm. overwhelmed by by her presence in that moment that somebody showed up for him that actually cared about him and and uh, and he and he says and I quote sometimes the ministry of presence is all you need to offer mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. and, uh, and dude yeah that that was that's powerful is just a clear representation yeah. of you, just being available you can tell that Shah is a very intelligent He's very intelligent. Yeah. And you can also tell that he's seeking God's working on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's he's soul searching. He's trying to figure out what is this life truly all about. I think right now, like in that interview, the whole thing that one of the main things that I gather from it is that he's fighting his his desires because he's mentioned it several times in there. I can turn this on and turn this off mm-hmm. and make you feel something mm-hmm. that's not real in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like and so when he started to cry, I was like, mm. I don't want this to be ingenuine or disingenuous. Yes. Yes. So he was trying not to cry. Yes. But he couldn't help it. He was overpowered yes. by the he by was. the emotion of it. Yes, yeah. he was. Uh that 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 part of the interview moved me. Yeah. Um, because, you know, um I think about like my own family and the people that I love and like you guys, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, you know, um it almost makes you emotional because you're like Sometimes uh, me just sitting here beside you guys and letting you know, hey, man, I love you and I care about mm-hmm. you. I'm here for you no matter what. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to always be here praying right. for you or talking about this and that or bringing up the perfect thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, sometimes I just need to, you know, in in the valleys in your life, I just need to be present. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he mentioned in that interview that they didn't really, they, they had a disconnected relationship yeah. at that time. They didn't even have anything to talk yeah. about. Yeah. They just looked at each other. It was yeah. on, over a screen, I believe. Yeah. And it was like the fifth or sixth week that they had families coming mm-hmm. in. And he, like he said, just the presence. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's, it's huge and it's powerful, but I didn't want to get off the, no, the subject. However, uh, I thought that was important to. If you that. think about like how we carry out relationships in our personal life, um, that are, should be a mirror of how we carry it out. Our relationship with Jesus is, when do we have the most meaningful, uh, personally, when do I have the most meaningful conversation with my wife? It's when the kids are in bed and the TV's not on mm-hmm. and it's quiet. And we're laying in bed and meaningful stuff, conversations just happen because of the silence. Mm-hmm. You got it. Well, I, I couldn't find the exact number, but I was, Jesus in the Bible, goes away many times and seeks solitude. Mm, yeah, that many many times. Okay, I mean, um, but I but I really like this. Some reasons Jesus chose solitude, and I'm bringing this back to the reason that it's okay for us to choose solitude. Prioritizing. I've had this conversation a couple of times in the last few weeks. One of the best pieces of advice I got from a mentor early on is he said, "Brandon, if I hear you tell me you don't have enough time again." 
you're going to see another side of your mentor. And I said, what do you mean? He said, everybody has 24 hours, brother. You didn't prioritize it. That's a totally different deal. So start saying it's not a priority or start owning up to the fact that you're not man enough to be accountable for to, to the make time you managed to yeah. make it a priority. Yeah. And I think about our walk with the Lord. If Sean and I and Shane and Obi and anybody else we're deeply connected to says, my priority is to seek you, Jesus, at all times and have a relationship with you. Well, when and how I do that should exemplify that that's the priority. So mm-hmm. six reasons that Jesus chose solitude over people. And here's the connection I'm making. We can only pour into people, and I love this thought process, if we have first filled our cup. And that's with the Lord. And it, it may not be, Sean, I love your point, it might just be in presence. It might be wise enough to know that you don't need me to give you advice. Mm-hmm. You just need me to show up. Mm-hmm. Period. You're going to get all the worldly advice from everywhere else. So the six reasons that Jesus went away to solitude was to prepare for a major task, to recharge after hard work. Remember when he healed all the people and he was just exhausted, to work through grief before making an important decision in a time of distress and to focus on prayer. I mean, if you really like think about it, that's pretty good. Think about anything major, anything stressful, anything worrisome, anything that you're really concerned about. Those are great opportunities to get away and prioritize him. Period. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. I think, you know, there is an argument of, like I was, you know, listen, I'm listening to a book right now about basically optimizing your time. And uh, and being careful with the times that are most productive in your day. Like we all have uh, about a ninety minute slot that we are more productive than other ninety minute slots. And being careful with those slots where you are super productive. So, it, like my entire life, I've had a hard time getting out of bed, except this last couple of years, and just <clears> like it's. I guess my body, I don't know. Like some people are morning people. I was never a morning person. I am more now. But, you know, the the argument of doing it, meeting with Jesus at, at in the very first part of your day, I think even, and I, I, I would convince myself that I don't have to do it in the morning. And I'm not saying like there's these hard and fast rules of when you have to meet with Jesus. Like I think everybody's different and everybody has different sure. windows. But I, th- I really do believe that if you're going to do it, making it the first part of your day, even if it is hard, is more beneficial to you as a follower of Christ. Because like you said, you wake up and, and you're grateful and that frames the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. If we wake up and we're grateful, we framed our day so that when something happens and it's it could change the trajectory of our day, we go back. Hey, I'm I'm thankful. I'm grateful to God and this is not really a fire. This is not an emergency. So I'm going to give that to God and I'm be grateful for the things that I was grateful for three hours ago. Mm-hmm. I'm still grateful for those. Sure. So I guess my point is I don't really know if there's a, a solid answer, but I feel like the best time is in the morning 
no matter what, if you're a morning person or yeah. not. Uh, sets the president. Is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah. President. President. Yep. For the for the rest of your day. I mean, it it really does. It's kind of like you're, you're drawing a line in the sand mm-hmm. of uh, gratitude and humility, and you're approaching the uh, creator of the universe the first mm-hmm. thing, you know, the, for the first moment in your day and saying, hey, look, I'm grateful for this. Thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my career. Uh, thank you for uh, eyes to see, and thank you for my health. Thank you, and you, know, and you I go through all that every day. I think that is so important mm-hmm. because uh, let's go ahead and face it, and Francis Chan says this all the time. Take a deep breath. He allowed you to take that breath. You know, mm-hmm. if 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 God did not want you to take another breath, I could fall over dead of an aneurysm right now. If that was in His will, if that was what He wanted, and uh, you know, and so I believe wholeheartedly that we serve a God that's that powerful, and uh, and so therefore, I think it's important to show gratitude for the life and the gift, and and the, you know, yeah. life is is we're here in the present. He gave us the gift of life. I think it's super, super important um, to start your day off that way yeah. uh, because, it, uh, for me, it segues gratitude. And, uh, and and like you said, whenever you hit the valleys, you know, throughout the day, I can always go back to, hey, look, but uh, God is it's faithful. not – yeah, it's not, the, it's not the end of the world. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's just a bump in the road for today and, and knowing that um, – and I, I like to start and end my day with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it helps me tremendously. Um, That's good. So, yeah. All right. We appreciate y'all joining us today. Hope uh, Focus on being grateful and and creating a t- that time with the Lord and making a, it a priority in your life so that, that we can walk through those those peaks and valleys and understand that, that God is always there and we can always be grateful uh, for something. We appreciate you joining us. Go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one.